But we're always blessed to have visitors with us on our Sunday celebrations. And I noticed we have a few again here this morning. God bless you. We're glad that you're here, and we want you to know that you are always welcome here. The beautiful psalm, Psalm 139, that we sang together a few moments ago. Oh God, I thank you that I am wonderfully made. Maybe we should start our day with that psalm. Oh God, I thank you that I am wonderfully made. And there is a power and a grace in those words that God speaks to us today to awaken and to increase in our hearts this sense of wonder and deep amazement at ourselves. And the person who wrote this psalm, this psalm is coming from the heart of someone who has joyfully discovered an amazing truth that not only is God the ultimate source of our existence, our being, but also that God has been present to each one of us at every single moment of our life, even in our mother's womb. God was present, as the psalm says, as we were physically developing God's Spirit was fashioning our deepest, inmost being. And the Spirit of God continues to do that in your heart and in my heart. He's fashioning. He's giving you and I special graces, special gifts, And this fashioning is further understood through the words of the prophet Isaiah. When the prophet Isaiah says, the Lord has called me from birth. Did you know this? Do I know this? That God's hand has been upon us from our mother's womb and from our birth, that there is a call of God upon your life and mine. And Isaiah says, and he formed me as his servant from my mother's womb. Each one of us is called to serve God and his purpose in some special way. Now, some of you, as I say this, may hear this with a little ache in your hearts. Maybe you're still wondering how God is going to fulfill this word, this promise 
For some of your children, maybe some of your grandchildren, maybe for friends and other people in your life where it doesn't seem like they have heard and understood the call of God upon their life. Let's not forget that the scriptures and salvation history is filled with stories of God calling the young and the old, that we can get to an older age and yet still hear the call of God. Let's not forget Abraham. He was 75. And there's many stories of sinners, even great sinners who have come to a place at a moment in their life to hear the call of God. And these stories are given to us so that we do not lose hope for anyone. And then there are people who wrongly believe because of the failures in their life, because of certain weaknesses and sins that they struggle with, that they feel that God cannot use them. And that is a lie. God rejects no one who comes to him. And the mercy of God is renewed day by day, holding out to every person the grace of a new beginning, a fresh start. And there's times in our life where we need this. When we have this vocational view of our lives, that, there, that there's a special plan of God upon our life, even the struggles, the sorrows, the challenges of life can be used by God. When God allows sickness, even losses in our life, all of these can fulfill a particular purpose in the plan of God, even if we don't know what that is. I thank you, O oh God, that I am wonderfully made. We need to learn how to look at ourselves in this way and to look at each other in this way and to say through the way we treat each other, you are amazing. You are wonderful. Because when we don't see ourselves in this biblical light, then we waste so much of our life trying to be like someone else, living miserable lives of jealousy and envy because I'm not as smart as another person is. I'm not as strong. I'm not as pretty or handsome, although my mother thinks I'm still pretty handsome. I'm not as athletic. I don't have what they have. And we always then try to be like someone else, not appreciating 
our unrepeatable uniqueness. I am not in this world to be like anyone else. I am in this world to discover my unique identity in the Lord and to hear the call of God upon my life and why I'm here to fulfill a particular purpose. This is why this group of people gathers around Elizabeth and Zechariah for the birth and the naming of St. John the Baptist. They become aware that God is with this child, that the hand of God is upon him, that God's going to do something special with that child. And whenever one of our parishioners, couples, has a new child, when they bring them to the baptismal font, we should be saying the same thing that this crowd is saying. What shall this child be? And we should help this child to discover what that is. God, may this child come to know that they are amazing. They're wonderful. And come to know God's plan for their life. That's the purpose of this community, to help each other to live that particular will of God upon our life. We can go further and say, since we're celebrating the feast day of St. Peter next week, next Sunday, oh God, what is this community of St. Peter's to be? Why does this community exist? Why are you a parishioner at this time at St. Peter's? You have gifts. You have special graces. You have something to do here that no one else can do. And I hope God will help each one of us to discover what that is. You know this adoration chapel that we have now? I did nothing. I did nothing for that except pray and watch it happen. Because several of our parishioners were open to the grace of God, and through the inspiration and what God gave them, we have an adoration chapel now. And I think it's absolutely amazing. Each, each person played a part in the fact that we have an adoration chapel, the special place now where people can experience the gift and the blessing of special time with Jesus. And I'm hearing story after story after story because I'm convinced that St. Peter's is to be a place of prayer, a place where people can come and experience this special time with the Lord. Someone after the last Mass said, Father, I have another word for you. This is a place of healing. There's a lot of people who are finding healing here at St. Peter's. And I'm sure God would love to increase that experience. I met a parishioner a couple weeks ago. They're a new parishioner. And they moved into the area just a little while ago, and they've been looking for a church. And so 
they were going to different churches, and then they came here one Sunday, and after Mass, someone talked to them. And they thought, oh, that's never happened to me in other churches. So they came back for a second Sunday, and again, someone spoke to them after Mass. And they thought, oh, I'm liking this parish. And they tested it a third time. (laughs) They came back for a third Sunday, and again, someone spoke to them. First of all, I want to thank those three people, whoever they are, that they were open to the Holy Spirit to receive the gift of hospitality and to reach out to a stranger. Now, we're not perfect in this area, but I know that God wants St. Peter's to be a welcoming parish where every single person feels loved, noticed, and welcomed. That no person should be sitting at Donut Sunday by themselves. And if I ever see that, I'm going to be all over it. (laughs) St. Peter's is going to be a welcoming parish. And you are all part of making that happen. What is this parish to be? As we receive the Eucharist this morning, let us receive the grace to believe that we are wonderful, that you and I are amazing, that God is even now fashioning in our inmost being special gifts and graces to be of service here at St. Peter's. And let us pray for the grace to actually live it out. Amen.